Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Corey Crenshaw. I'm Richie Suave Flores. And this is Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. On the Hockey Podcast Network. In a world where social media is king and everyone is an expert in everything, get the facts from your insiders here on Sporty with Corey and Richie Suave. Here are your hosts, Corey Crenshaw and Richie Flores. Welcome back in Sporty Nation. It is um, an interesting episode for sure. Um, Literally have not stopped. I got a text message literally from Richie on my way home because I was working late tonight and about the coyotes have been nonstop since I got off work today, looking up everything, going over everything for you guys so we can record this podcast tonight because you know what? The coyotes don't ever let us relax, Richie. I think we're all close to a nervous breakdown just because of the coyotes. <laughs> you know, you're not too far off with that. And um, yeah, I think the city of Glendale at this point just likes to troll the coyotes. That's all they're trying to do here. They don't give a flying flip about the team at this point. So they just want to make it as tough on this hockey team to succeed as humanly possible. Because guess what, ladies and gentlemen? All that panic from all the national media, from all the people from outside the state who were very panicky today. I was a little tiny panicky, but at the end of the day, I told myself, listen, this is never going to get this far. The cutters are going to pay. End of story. Okay? And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? They are going to pay because we have a statement from the team that was just released a little bit prior to our starting recording that I'm going to read, courtesy of Craig Morgan, of course. Quote from the team, we have already launched an investigation to determine how this could have happened, and initial indications are that it appears to be the result of an unfortunate human error. Regardless, we deeply regret the inconvenience this has caused. We will make sure that by tomorrow morning, so by the time you're listening to this, the Arizona Coyotes are current on all of our bills and owe no state or local taxes whatsoever, and we will take immediate steps to ensure that nothing like this ever possibly happens again. Also, like, let's all just take a moment of silence for all of the Coyotes employees, because what a night you had to do. Like, the PR department had to actually, you know, deal with this during their night, uh, employees had to deal with the fact of, you know, reading online that they wouldn't be able to go into their workplace as of the 20th if, you know, the, all of this didn't get paid. And you have to feel shitty for Coyotes fans for having to deal with this 
again and having to deal with all of uh, the Canadians attempting to trolling to tr- attempting to troll the team again all over on social media and whatnot. I was as soon as you got off work, I was telling you about how I was dealing with some people from our own network that were trying to troll me about it. It's literally nonstop, and it just gets to a certain point where at what point is it so unfair to your fans and to your employees and everyone outside of the people who are at the very, very top of the business operations part of this team? Because Morello can easily pay the $250,000 that's needed to be paid in order to make this all be calm down and, and go away for this moment. But, but the problem is that they are getting so worked up over is Glendale is claiming that they feel this way. And what was said to, to Craig Morgan from um, Glendale city manager, Kevin Phelps, I think it is likely that for us to move forward, we are going to need insurances that they are not going to just rack up a huge bill and then walk out the door in June, owing the city a lot of money. Um, and yes, you may have heard the the, the tax lien. That's for $1.3 million in unpaid state and city taxes. Only 250000 of that is for the city. The rest goes to the state. But um, th- there's so much. Let, let's focus on one thing for here, for sure here. Morello is so much richer than what this owes. He's a billionaire. He can afford it. He's going around paying for things in in Paradise Valley and doing all of that and he he can pay this. That that is not a concern. Personally, my question was why hadn't he paid it? Because this is just a consistent bad PR situation. It's a but bad business practice in general when you're trying to move to Tempe and get an arena in Tempe and get people to approve you for that down there. So it just seemed weird to me that they would even let it get this far. You know, I, for a while I was wondering, is, is this a tactic of some sort that Morello's trying to use to try and get out of paying that money, trying to take it to court and, you know, and do something with that. Um, I had heard about some stuff about them, uh, you know, we all know that there was stuff that Glendale claimed that they would do to fix in the arena and never did. And whether this was, you know, payback for that because they felt like they shouldn't be paying for something that they were essentially owed. Um, and so it gets you into this really sticky situation of what actually happened here. Obviously, the team has now come out with that statement saying that there is some type of human error, but that just, I don't know, that seems too simple in a situation that keeps on getting messier and messier by the minute. It's honestly like we are all stuck in a divorce and Glendale and Coyotes are our parents and we're just tired of being in the middle of it. That's such a great comparison. I haven't seen that comparison yet. But I'm going to give you credit on that comparison right there because it's the perfect comparison. You got the two parents fighting and all the fans, all the employees, 
all the everybody who has any association with the team whatsoever is are the kids, are the family members, are the friends of those family members, et cetera, et cetera, that are affected by it. It's genius. Absolutely genius. That's the perfect way to describe this. And this divorce is getting worse and worse and worse. And it's and it's gonna get really ugly by the end of the by the end of the tenure, you know, by the end of the season here. So um yeah, you know, I I I, uh, I, first of all, great job recapping all that too. Again, I was, I was, at, I was at work. I, I saw the news, Senator Corey read a little bit of the story and that was pretty much all I was able to do. I didn't really get a chance to see all the reaction to all that kind of stuff. The, the timing for you was God awful. I, that was why <laughs> once I got home, I have n- never busted my ass to do a deep dive into something than, than I did on this. Cause usually, you know, I I handle a lot of, you know, the bigger picture stuff. And and Richie is the deep dive into every single fact possible. And um, I had to be both Corey and Richie today. And it <laughs> felt weird. Yeah. So thank you for doing that and keeping everybody up to date. Because I appreciate that. I'm on, I'm, I am now here to be the calming voice here now, which is that like we're at the end of this and tell everybody it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. Because, like, how many times have I, have we said this, that as long as Gary Bettman's a commissioner, this team is not going anywhere. And, again, by the time you're listening to this, they would have paid up. So they're, they're the end of the story. The story's over. I, you know, like, it was a flashy headline, and that's it. Because this has happened before, right? Kind of like you were mentioning when it was a big story. I believe it was Katie Strang who published the first story about this a while back, which is that they were late making payments to – the actual players they ended up paying. And there was one other occasion too, where um, they were running up close to a deadline to, to make payments on something and, and they ended up paying it too as well, which I believe it goes back to that Kitty string article, which is like, this is how Marula negotiates. This is just how he does business. And at the end of the day, he's going to pay everything. It just, it just takes a while to pay and that's totally okay. Right. And like you said, this million dollars is a drop in the bucket for billionaire Alex Marullo. So for everybody out there that had a panic tonight, it's going to be okay. It's fine. Like Corey said, we're just in the middle of this nasty ass divorce that is probably only going to get worse from here. And on the, on the other side, the cutters are going to be just fine. They're going to continue to negotiate with the city of Tempe. Um, and I saw, um, I'm going to give credit here where credit is due. Um, the PHNX Coyotes, the Craig Morgan show is with Steve Peters and Liam Merrill. Um, I thought I thought Craig brought up an interesting point on that show at the time before we saw this Coyote statement, which is that um, how does this affect the team's relationship with Tempe now? Because if you're getting into bed with this team that is close to not making these payments, does that affect things whatsoever? And if the Coyotes go to Tempe and say, listen, Here's our books. We pay everything. Sometimes we're a little late getting there, but just like anybody, like if you're on a, if, if you're buying a new iPhone, right? Well, it just takes a while to pay that off. You'll get around to paying it off eventually. Cars, buying a car. You're on a payment plan. It just takes a while to pay everything off, but yeah, eventually you're going to pay it off. And that's the situation we're in here. And so I'm glad that everything seemingly has kind of smoothed over. We move on, and until Glendale's next piece of garbage negotiating tactic at some point in time. 
well, and that's the thing is it just, it felt like, oh, well, we're afraid that you're going to run away with all this debt and not pay us. So we're just going to force your hand by trying to interrupt the the middle of the hockey season where your own employees will be locked out of the building and therefore it causes a problem also, you know, for people's jobs. This, this is that's the other thing too, is this is people's day-to-day lives that would be affected here. And then you also kind of it like say this was to go through, right? You're screwing over those businesses that have things already planned for game days and that's how they you know make a chunk of their money that's how they're at least planning for right now i'm sure they have plans for later once this is over but um you're screwing over a lot of people that are are in your own city in itself and i'm not saying that the coyotes are perfect by any means i said multiple times that i think this is it's going much better on the ice than it is in the front office of the Coyotes right now because of the fact that the way that Morello and and, and Junior are, are doing things is a little bit unorthodox and is not really a way a hockey team should be ran. They are running it like they do their other businesses and it's not necessarily how you can run it. But at the same time, the way that Glendale keeps on throwing these headlines out there and making them look bad and trying to make them drag them through the mud in the process just seems obscene. And the other thing that also is very interesting in all of this, and I have I have never met her. I don't I know nothing about her, so this is nothing about her personally. But it does make me wonder the person too who was calling out the the coyotes, um, uh, front office for being a toxic environment and stuff as well that I think that was back in like February of this year was also Katie Strang. So it also makes me wonder too, and not that, um, not, not saying that she doesn't have integrity as a journalist, but I just haven't seen a lot of things on the other side. She does seem to jump on these articles very quickly that are quick headlines and are always very negative against the coyotes. Yeah, that's actually is true. I, I mean, I don't know how much that has to do with her her sources on stories. I'm sure it has a lot to do with it. And for what it's worth, Katie Strang is a great reporter. I think she's one of the best out there in the NHL. And what she reported here was not wrong. Okay, like I don't, I didn't see any reason to bash Katie Strang here, you know, or say anything bad about her. I'm not at least. But you're right. Like the fact that it's usually the same group of people who are writing bad stories about the Coyotes. It is kind of weird, isn't it? Because like you go back years and years ago, and I believe you you retweeted a, a, a quote from Rick Westhead, who was also a terrific reporter and broke the Kyle Beach story. So not to besmirch the name of, of Rick Westhead, who's doing incredible things over the last year that nobody else is doing in the hockey market. But he, at one point, during the Coyotes' bankruptcy, he was the one writing all the bad stories about the Coyotes. So it just like, it seems like it's like a little ball that gets tossed around to people. It's like, okay, who's going to be the next person to be able to be able to write the splashy headlines about the Coyotes and get our clicks, you know? And it's, it's unfortunate, but at some point, hopefully this all gets turned around and 
and everything starts to turn positive. Because I think it's the easy thing to do, and that's why a lot of these reporters do it, because they know they're going to get the buzzwords and the happy clicks and whatnot, because it's it's the easy thing to do to bash the Coyotes, right? And in and I think that's what's happening here. It's like they're just going after the easy target and beating a beating a dead horse at this point. And um, and now uh, and then every time this happens, basically, it's in the headlines for 24 hours, and then we move on. And that's what's going to happen here. Like the Coyotes are going to pay. We're going to move on. Yeah, but the thing that sucks about most of this, I feel like, is is the pain that the fans always have to endure on this and the fact that they will have to hear about how much of uh, a chaos the Coyotes organization is for a while because of the fact that these things keep on making headlines. And in itself is just kind of, frustrating that you constantly have to deal with that because as we've said before the coyotes have extremely loyal and amazing fans and um the last thing they deserve is all of these headlines that are constantly you know trying to tear this team down especially when they're going through a time that we knew was going to be a pretty bad rough patch for the team because they're going through a really deep rebuild and it's not going to be a while until they are a solid team. And, you know, if everything goes right, they will be in a much better location. They will have a brand new arena and they will have a good team. There's a lot of things that can go right for this team. It's just going to take some time. And, um, there has to be a, a lull in headlines, but I would hope at least that once they are out of Glendale, some of this will calm down. But then, you know, if they keep making headlines uh, later, you know, of, of stuff like this, you will know for sure that then is then a largely Morello issue than you do right now because I would say a lot of it's very 50 50 right now so I'm hoping they get once they get out of Glendale there is um a nice break in all of this stuff because one of the things that also can't keep up is yours and I's constant tours on all of the hockey podcast network shows um having to explain ourselves and explain why this team isn't moving shouldn't move and why this bs that blows out of proportion always leads the same thing every time (laughs) yeah let's see um how many we haven't i don't think we've gotten an invite yet from anybody in terms of this round but i'm sure we will very soon over the next couple days but you're right every show we go on we say the same exact thing this team is going nowhere Except for the the Canadian shows. The Canadian shows will just tell us to piss off. <laughs> yeah, they they're going to yeah. hear anything Coyotes positive ever. They want Quebec City all the time. And that's all they ever want to hear. You know, there there's no point in trying to push anything else upon them because that's that's not where they all take it. Uh, yeah, and it go- and we saw that with your uh, Twitter tonight too, where you're going back and forth with one of the Maple Leafs people who couldn't get 
get it through his thick skull where the point you were trying to make. Well, part of part of the problem I had with that, the 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 tweet that I had quote tweeted, and you can go over to my Twitter and see it, um was in this whole thread of tweets, there was one about um the coyotes TV audience. And I didn't say anything about all the other stuff that he had put there informational wise. For this one in particular, I just felt like it didn't apply. Like it didn't need to be in the thread, if that makes sense. And so what I was saying in it is, I wouldn't choose this as the hill you want to die on in particular because of the fact that... um, First of all, Bally Sports. No one can really watch the games like they used to because of the fact that the Bally Sports app, when you log into your account on the thing, half the time it doesn't work. You can only get the games if you are on cable or satellite or DirecTV Stream. I looked at DirecTV Stream. It's more expensive than Hulu. And um, I'm sure it's more expensive than um, Sling and and all the other ones, you know. And a lot, when when I was, here, to peel back the curtain here, when they were still Fox Sports Arizona and I was at Cronkite, um, one of my classes was tasked with having a younger audience... um, trying what how would we market it essentially to have a a younger audience watch diamondbacks games because of the fact that they couldn't get the younger audience to watch d-backs games but they were all watching coyotes games the younger audience loved coyotes games what is the correlation in that a lot of younger people both richie and i included don't have cable. We have streaming services. Both of us, I think, are at this point are on Hulu Live TV. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So we're we're both on that. And there's plenty of... There's hardly anyone that I know that is our age with cable. It just... It is not the way of the world anymore. And so you have disallowed so many fans to watch the team on TV. You can they can only go to games in order to watch those games and to some degree I wonder if it does help with attendance a little bit because people are like, "Oh, I do want to watch a Coyotes game," so they they go to the games instead, but it's definitely hurting viewership. So, I felt like that wasn't really a hill to die on for that as the first one and also too I've said multiple times on this show, they're going to go through a rebuild, but it they need to have a product that you is actually watchable. Right now, they don't have a product that's watchable because of the fact that it's a rebuild time. You know, they're losing games by six goals sometimes, and those aren't ever fun to watch, especially when you have a football team that is um you know first in their division and a basketball team that is going on these crazy long win streaks and the basketball teams 
Um, most of the time, our like suns are on in the same time a lot of times as the coyotes. And so, if you do have valley sports, if you have the choice to choose to watch a suns game when they're always winning or a coyotes game where they're always losing, you're going to choose the suns game. It's just what it is. Like, even in, um, you know, even amongst the people that I do know that can watch them, most of most of them have been watching Suns games. So there's that. And then also, too, on this chart, um, the Coyotes are fourth from the bottom. The Kings, the Devils, and the Ducks are all um, are all beneath that. And um, I mean, come on. The Kings, the Devils, and the Ducks. If you have a problem with the Coyotes and their viewership, you should definitely have a problem with those three then as well. So that was my whole argument that I was going on there. Um, I I just had to explain that one. It, it was I I did get um, a little bit of flack on on Twitter as if I was defending the team and they're not a and them not paying by that it was not at all what i was talking about it was more just saying that's not the hill i would die on but um i digress that's that's the end of my my rant <laughs> that uh yeah that makes that makes total sense because you're right like even me on a coyotes podcast if i had to pick between watching the suns and coyotes i'm going to watch the suns like that's just that's just how things work around here, you know? And um, I'm glad you did mention that, that um, because you're right. A lot of times, Suns Coyotes are on the same time. One's on Sports Plus and one's on the regular channel. So you're going to have to pick between the two. And the fact that they are, that the Coyotes aren't good, that's also going to account for your dip in ratings. But to be honest, like sports television in general, their ratings is down across the board in every sport. So – that's not really surprising at all. So to point that out is is wild to me. Like it has nothing to do with how successful the team is because they already has they already got their check signed in terms of their TV deal contract, right? With with Bally Sports, and that's a lot of the income, a lot of revenue for teams is on their TV contracts. Major League Baseball, that's how they make a lot of their money is their TV contracts, right? One hundred percent. So much money comes from it. I, I, I've been a part of teams where I've known how much money comes from it. And a lot of money comes from those TV deals. So you're making money anyways. The only way that it actually ends up hurting you is, was during COVID when they couldn't put the product out. There was, um, games that were owed. So that kind of sucks. That's the only time it really affects it though. Yeah, and so those checks are already signed, and you, and you know what's going to happen? Those TV contracts are going to continue to increase in price in every sport. We've seen it time and time again, and it's continuing to happen, and teams are going to make more and more money that way. And so I don't think they care about the ratings, to be honest, because they know they're going to get their, their bang for their buck in some way, shape, or form. And to continue to add to the Coyotes' financial, financial stability, it was also reported in that same thread that Year over year, the Coyotes lose money, which apparently is true. I, I don't know. I, the Coyotes are a private organization. They don't put their books out. 
we don't know for sure what's going on behind behind the scenes. But Forbes put out their list of all 32 teams and their values. If you think of the hockey, the hockey team as an asset, just like any business decision, I'm sure Alex Murillo thought is thinking the same way. You're basically trying to make money on that. So you may be losing money year over year. But, again, going to the big picture, yes, the Coyotes are dead last in terms of team valuation in the entire NHL. They're valued at $400 million. However, if you take a look at the year-over-year change, they're worth 40% more this year than they were last year. If you look at over the course of five years, they are worth 67% more this year than they were five years ago. So you can you can yippity yap about all the losses year over year, which isn't great and isn't ideal, I'm sure. But big picture, as long as you're a professional sports franchise, you're gonna make money in the long term, right? Because it continues to go up and up and up. Because even if you go to the top of the NHL, and I remember even a year or two ago, I think there was only maybe one or two billion dollar teams in the NHL. There are now six billion dollar teams in the NHL, which is. In, or sorry, eight, eight billion dollar franchise in the NHL right now. So the Coyotes are going to continue to make money at some point in term, and I wonder how much that has to do with Alex Murillo's thinking. It's like he knows in the long term, if they set everything up correctly, he is going to make money from what he spent originally on this franchise. And I think that's something we need to make sure we we point out is the big picture. They're still making money. They're still worth more now than they were a year ago as a franchise, according to Forbes' own numbers. Also, too, the Coyotes um, are are now their radio partner is Bonneville, correct? Yeah. At the bottom of um, which one is this one? The second tweet in that thread. He's got like a sheet, right? That says team value, owners, championships, revenue, and all that stuff. Media partners at the bottom says Bally Sports Arizona and Fox Sports 910. That's old. Oops. <laughs> that ain't right. <laughs> that is that is not correct. I was just looking over some of the stuff and I was like, wait a second. This is uh This is not correct. This is what is this? The part from Forbes. I'm not sure what these screens. Yeah, are. yep, that's screens. from Forbes. Yep. Well, Forbes, you need to fix the bottom part of your thing. <laughs> Giving you a heads up. <laughs> um, I before we uh, wrap wrap up the show here, I think there's one more thing that I I want to mention here, which is um, Craig Morgan, Corey. I, I don't know if you read their article um, before I had a chance to read it, but he did write a piece about how the Coliseum is going is making the most sense as the Coyotes interim arena solution. Impeccable and time. Yes, exactly. And it's almost as if he knew it was coming. Um, <laughs> but uh, y- you can take a look at that article and get an idea of, of what's going on there. But um, you look at the cost of the upgrades, and uh, this is what Craig says. Multiple sources say the estimated cost of renovating the Coliseum is between 25 and $40 million. However, um, it could take tens of millions, if not $100 million, to make it suitable for a temporary solution. And apparently Craig went down there and, like, toured around the 
building to take a look at it. So you can go take a look at that article um, at the moment and see what they're uh, what they're looking at. Which I mean is kind of funny because in all reality, it's going to be so hard for them to move in there next year. And I mean, I think I had heard some rumors surrounding that they had gone back into talks with Glendale. I doubt after the what had happened today that that is actually going to be a thing going forward. But um, but they uh, are going to have a hard time as it is moving into that Coliseum next year with all of those renovations and all of that stuff. And obviously they can't be low on money if they're planning on doing that because it's going to cost quite a bit of money in order to renovate it but why would they also put themselves in a position to where they would have to do that in 12 days as in opposed to next season that just wouldn't be beneficial for them that's why a large part of this just didn't make sense they had the money to pay it it it's not good pr and the last thing they need is to be moved to the Coliseum that still needs a bunch of updates made to it. So I don't understand why this was allowed to get to such a large issue that it's currently at. Like, at what point did they not stop this train from rolling this way was there a behind the scenes negotiation that was going south and so glendale decided to make it public i could see that from a team standpoint but i don't see anyone being a winner in this i don't even except for maybe glendale because they're gonna get their money it just seems like a really a sticky situation that probably would have been best kept out of the press, to be honest with you. Yeah, that's kind of my whole thing with this too, to kind of put a bow on everything and wrap everything up is I I don't understand why this came out publicly to begin with. Other than going back to what you were saying about the messy divorce, this is just Glendale trying to screw Alex Marullo over because for cause Glendale, all things seemingly, they have a personal vendetta against Alex Marullo and the Arizona Coyotes. Plain and simple. And it's the only reason they're doing this is to try and screw, screw over the Coyotes as much as humanly possible. And it's the only motive I can think of there is behind this. Because like you were saying earlier in the show, it makes no sense for the team to kick or for the city to kick the team out like this. It's bad for the, all the businesses there. We've said this all along that how Glendale's going to make up the revenue from losing this team for 41 nights a year is ridiculous. It just can't happen. And all those businesses will suffer. And it's unfortunate. I don't care you how many concerts you get there. You can get Billie Eilish for two nights at Hilo River Arena coming up in April. That's not going to be enough to save your ass. I'm sorry. It's not. So it's just the latest example is as the as the coyotes turn, that's what this is. <laughs> I, I like that. Um, the young and the coyotes. I don't know any other uh, soap operas, so that's where I'm going to end right there. But um, I the another random little theory 
conspiracy, maybe. What if Glendale is doing all of this stuff to try and drag the coyotes through the mud enough that they also have some concern that once the coyotes are gone, that it is going to hurt like Glendale as a city and you know, they're all elected officials that they are doing this to try and keep their jobs to try and make it seem like it, you know, it, even if it goes bad for the city of Glendale after the coyotes are gone, that, well, we had to look at all the things they did to us. Yeah, you 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 might you might be right there, and I don't know if we're ever going to figure out the complete and total answer to to find out what Glendale's thinking through this entire saga over the last several seasons um, with this team. So, uh, but before we go quickly, we of course want to tell you about DraftKings, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, and with DraftKings Sportsbook, new customers can bet just one dollar on any team to score, and you can win one hundred dollars in free bets. It's that simple. Every day, you can play for huge cast prizes with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports as well. So, once again, if you download the DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the promo code THPN and bet $1 on any team to score and you win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only, new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit, $1 wager required, one per customer. Restricted supply, see DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Corey, do you have anything else to say tonight before we say... Goodbye. Coyotes fans, we appreciate you. We feel for you. We understand the situation. It's it's all shitty that you have to deal with it so constantly. And I know people don't ever really want to hear this, but there are plenty of other teams in the NHL that have their own issues, but it never gets blown up the same way Coyotes issues get. And that's very frustrating as a loyal and dedicated fan of the team, which I know many, 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 many people are. And um, so on our podcast, we would love to just say we appreciate you and recognize you and understand the deep loyalty that has to come into such a frustrating team but as you all do we hope as well that the future is bright for this team as the trajectory that the on ice um the the trajectory that the on ice is going in is a very good one from the way we're looking at it right now things can always change but the future looks bright So hang in there, everyone, and, um, you know, don't let all of this ruin your holidays, because that's it, too. It's supposed to be merry and cheery and bright and happy. I mean, no wonder why I'm getting a sweater this year that's tangled up lights that says, I'm fine, everything's fine. (laughs) That's, uh, that, ladies and gentlemen, is the perfect example of... The Arizona Coyotes in a nutshell. I'm fine. Everything's fine. And with that, we will say good night and good hockey, everybody.